0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the greater one. I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to grow slack. I gotta keep resting on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. It's good to win. It's good to come out from under things and get over it. Get over it. Hallelujah. I had somebody tell me one time, they said, you know man, I mean? I'm really going through some stuff. I said, don't stop. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Well, keep going till you get through it. Is that right? Yeah, keep yes, keep, keep going till you get on the other side out of it. And God is faithful. The scripture said, he, there's no temptation. There's no thing taking you, but such as is common to man. The devil will try to tell you Well, nobody has ever experienced what you're going through. That's not true. It's common to man. And, uh, but God always makes a way of escape. Amen. He also always makes a way out. Yes. And so that's what we believe Him for and ask Him to show us in sessions like this. So Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance, guidance, direction that you are so gracious and faithful to give when we look to you. And uh, what we hadn't seen revealed to us and what, we've, what you've shown us but we've failed to keep and implement, we ask that you'd please remind us and uh, we purpose to be doers of it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you would look, please, in our great textbook, the Bible, back to uh, Acts the ninth chapter, continuing in our study of the healing of Aeneas. In Acts 9 and 32, it says, It came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all quarters, he came down also to the saints, which dwelt at Lydda. So uh, not only is there a church of thousands, uh, I think it'd be conservative to say a church of 10, 15,000 in Jerusalem. There are also believers springing up in the outlying areas. And so Peter is going out to these other areas and checking on them and ministering to them. And um, there in Lydda, he found a certain man named Aeneas. And this man had kept his bed or he'd been kept in bed, bed fast, tied to the bed, for eight years and was sick of the pausing. I say sometimes, you know, humorously, you'd be sick of it too. <laughs> Is that right? After, after eight years. <laughs> and I know that that's taking liberty with the phrase, but at the same time, it's a mistake to just accept something Hmm? that you know is not God's will. And even though uh, you may have experienced it for years, I mean, you know, eight years in this kind of situation, that's a long time. It gets long. In bed all day, all night, every day. uh, Gotta wait on somebody to move you and all this kind of stuff, um, you could despair. You know, a lot of people have gotten suicidal in these kind of situations. A lot of people have taken their own life. But wouldn't it have been tragic if this man had taken his own life after seven and a half years? Huh? Because he didn't know it, but it's seven and a half years, He's a few months from being completely free from this. Huh? He didn't know that. But he was. And with God, there's no such thing as too late or impossible or too hard. When you're talking about things like this, it just, uh, no matter what man may say, and and it may be impossible for man, it may be hopeless to man, but not with God. Somebody say, not with God not with God. And so he had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And we notice that the command that the Lord gave him through Peter, by the Holy Spirit, was to rise and also to make his bed. So we got two references to the bed in these two verses. And so that, you know, uh, anytime the Lord mentions something, and especially repeatedly in the Word, you, you do not want to just glaze over it and go, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's how it was. No, He could have said it a thousand different ways, right? Mm-hmm. And He could have said it without mentioning anything about a mat or a bed. Now, this is part of the story. This is part of the revelation. We've already talked about it, but go back with me to Psalm 41 and let's finish. We we, we began yesterday, but let's let's finish looking at that that Psalm. If you've not read this Psalm, let me recommend to you that you do. Take some time, read this entire Psalm. There's a lot in here about what we're looking at today. Uh, Psalm 41, uh, I'll start in verse 2. And I'm reading today the Dewey translation. It said, Blessed is he that understands concerning the needy and the poor. The Lord will deliver him in the evil day. The Lord will preserve him and give him life and make him blessed upon the earth and deliver him not up to the will of his enemies. Do we have an enemy? We do. It's not flesh and blood. You don't want to get your eyes on people, even if people are acting like the devil. (laughs) They're not the devil. And the scripture says we we don't war against flesh and blood, but against these unseen forces of darkness. And so, uh, what's the will of our enemy? Our destruction, our death. Right? Jesus said the devil, the enemy, the thief doesn't come unless he's coming to steal something or kill something or destroy something. And we need to know that those are not the works of God. Right? If something stole something from you, took something away from you that you prized and valued forcefully against your will, that was not God. Class, are you all away? Jesus said it was the thief. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd never call the the good father the thief, would you? Mm -hmm. And uh, if something killed something in your life, destroyed something that was good and right in your life, it wasn't God. Mm -hmm. It wasn't your good father. There's a devil. There's an evil enemy, and he's doing everything he can And this passage said that the Lord won't deliver him into the will of his enemies. Well, the will of our enemy is to destroy us, but greater is he that's in us than he that's trying to destroy us. And so I'm going to keep reading, said uh, verse 4, this is the Dewey translation. The Lord will help him on his bed of sorrow, and you have turned all his couch in his sickness turned, turned all his bed. And like we said yesterday, uh, yesterday's class, why uh, talk about the bed? Why say, not just the Spirit of God through Peter, but through Jesus multiple times. He said, rise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Why take up the bed? Is that any part of the healing? Well, yes. We we actually saw also that that man at the five porches, Jesus found him later after he was healed and warned him. He said, uh, don't sin anymore. So obviously he had been into some stuff previously that he shouldn't have been. Sin no more unless a worse thing come on you. So you could wind back in his bad and worse shape. So, yeah, the bed matters. The bed was this bedfast man's identity. After a while, you identify with things. This is your life. And this, I thank God for good doctors and nurses. I believe a man, a woman can be called... To the medical profession as a call, mm-hmm. just like I'm called to preach. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I honor it. But one place I diverge <laughs> from some of their mentality is when some of these professionals start insisting that people accept things. Mm. Hmm? Are you all with me? Yes. And what they're saying is, we can't help you. There is no help or hope medically, so you need to resign yourself and accept that it's hopeless. I say absolutely not. No. No. Now just because you know something about the body and medicine, now you're interfering with our area over here. Hmm? No. Uh, You're talking about spiritual things that you don't know about. All things are possible. Come on, say it out loud, class. All things are possible with God. And all things are possible to him or her that believes. Jesus said it. Right? And so no matter, somebody may be the best there is in their field, in their uh, specialty, but that doesn't mean they know everything about what God can and can't do. Right? Right? And it doesn't mean they know what you can and can't believe. Amen. doesn't mean they know what's possible and what's not possible. Just because they can't do it, doesn't mean it can't be done. Amen. There's something bigger than them. I thank God for them. But that's going too far. And because I've seen professionals just, I mean, come down on people and say, now you have to accept this. And you have to just, you know, resign yourself to this. no. Now, you may have to temporarily deal with some things, but you don't give up hope. You don't just say, that's it. I'm done. I have to die with this at 35 years old. No, you don't. I said, no, you don't. You can be healed. We've seen it over and over again. Well, I, you know. I got this nerve damage. I got this liver damage. I've got this heart damage. I'll never be able to do. Never say never. Never say I will never be able. No. Uh, The scripture says faith calls those things that be not as though they were. Let the weak say I am strong. Confess Psalm 91 with long life. He will satisfy me and show me his salvation. So no, uh, there are times that you, you uh, first of all, you, you don't allow yourself to get boxed into an identity with a problem, uh, associating with it to the point where uh, uh, it, it and you are the same. Um, you, you know, the same thing is true with addictions. I thank God for all the good work. That some of these groups have done in helping people get free from addictions. And you do have to acknowledge that you've got an addiction and you've got to deal with it. But you don't want to confess the rest of your life, I'm an alcoholic. Right. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I know where they're coming from because so many times people live in denial. And they keep wanting to act like and say, no, I can quit anytime. I don't have a problem. And then they stay on a drunk for a week and pass out and black out. No, they got a problem. Right? <laughs> they need to make major changes. But you don't, many times these folks haven't understood the power of words. Words created the universe. And what you say over yourself matters. You don't play and pretend. And act like you hadn't got yourself in a jam here. But you don't want to identify with the addiction, I am this. No, you were that. And you've been delivered. Hallelujah. You've been delivered. Call yourself free. Call yourself delivered. Call yourself healed. Now don't play with temptation. I'm not talking about that. Don't go back to it. Don't play with it. Say, well, I'm free. Now I can do what I want to. No, no, don't be stupid. No, but it matters what you say. And uh, that's why even if I was diagnosed with a disease, you'll never hear me call it mine. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? My cancer. Uh Uh-uh. No, it ain't mine. <laughs> right? The enemy may be trying to put it on you, but it ain't mine. And a lot of these, a lot of these things spiritually are like deliveries to your door. <laughs> and they go, delivery. <laughs> delivery for Keith. Where's that from? Uh, we're not saying. I want to know where it's from. Where's the, where's the address? Oh, Hell, no, I'm not not taking it, it says from hell. No, I'm not not taking (laughs) that. Now you're laughing, but do things come from the pit? I mean, they come ideas, suggestions, and disease, and addictions, and lack and confusion are absolutely hellish things. They are of the enemy, of the devil. And you need to say, no, I'm not signing for that. I'm not receiving that. And the enemy try to say, you already got it. You already got it. Look at those symptoms. Feel that. See that. See the report. No, I'm seeing leaves. I'm seeing symptoms But there's a root and the root can't take root in me unless and until I say, okay, I'm of this. I can't help it. I got to resign myself. This is my lot in life from God. No, no, some class say, no, no, no. It didn't come from God. It's not assigned to you from God. There's a lot of talk like this amongst church people, but it's wrong. It is contrary to the truth. It's contrary to reality. There is a devil. There is an enemy. And the scripture told us, don't give place to the devil. Ephesians says, neither give place to the devil. What does that mean? That means he's going to try to sell you on some stuff. He's going to try to worm His way into your life. He's going to try to get you to accept things you should not accept and identify with things you should not identify with. You'll find in the the epistles the language of in Him, in Christ, in Christ Jesus, in Him, in Him. And that's what you and I need to meditate on and confess. Not what we look like and feel like in our bodies or in this temporary situation going on here, but who I am in Christ. Who I am in Him, what I have in Him, what I can do in Him. And the Bible says in Him, I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. No matter how unworthy I might feel, I got to shut off this focusing on my feelings and focus on what he said. And the scripture says, in him, in him, I have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. I have the mind of Christ. Don't identify with dumb. Huh? (laughs) Somebody say, all right, all the dumb ones in here, raise your hand. I don't want to see one hand go up in faith school. <laughs> Is that right? You know better. Huh? All the broke ones, raise your hand. Uh-uh. All the sick ones. Now, even if you've got symptoms, you don't have to identify with sickness. Right? It's just some some temporary stuff. You're having to deal with and overcome. I'm, uh, class, I hope you're listening now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed. Maybe with some symptoms, but I am the healed. Is that right? I'm not the lost trying to get saved. Huh? No, I've been saved. I've been saved. Even if I've got some symptoms of heathen-like behavior (laughs) or some symptoms of unbeliever-like actions, I'm not the lost trying to get saved. I was lost. I received Jesus. I am the saved. I am the saved. I am the healed. I am the blessed. I am the prosperous. I am the delivered. I am the free. Can you say amen? amen? And so even if you're having to use some things or deal with some issues or symptoms temporarily. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything down here is temporary. Mm-hmm. Say it out loud, temporarily. 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 You don't identify with the bad stuff, with the curse, and say, I'm this. I, you know, and so this man had been paralyzed, bedfast fast for eight years. And for sure, he had identified with that in that length of time. That's his life. That's his routine every day, every night. But when the Lord raised him up and said, get up and take your bed. It's like the blind Bartimaeus. You remember when he rose up, he threw away his cloak. You remember that? Yes. There's a breaking, a departure from an identification with things that would lock you into this. And uh, you've got to watch because the enemy is always, I mean, always trying to get you to identify with something that's not God. He starts with little children. Little, have you ever wondered why? It's so prevalent, the mockery and the bullying, even in elementary school, the name calling. Mm -hmm. Huh? The name. Now, see, that's in every culture. Mm -hmm. I don't care where you go, what language you speak, what background, what religion. It's the same in every culture. Little ones who don't know anything else. They've only been in the world a few years only been alive a few years and here is this activity of calling people, making fun of their facial features or some body part or calling them dumb, stupid, slow, all these names. You know what's going on there? The enemy is trying to sow a seed of impression into them to get them to believe and identify with a deficiency, uh, some kind of uh, inability, some kind of something to believe they're dumb, they're ugly, they're slow, they can't, because he knows if that gets in you and you start believing it and saying it, it'll shape you. It'll shape you, which is why it's so important that we have churches And our little ones are ministered to at home and in church and they hear who they are in Christ. They find out how the Lord sees them and they identify with Christ. And it needs to happen early on so that by the time they're getting into classes and schools and especially by the time they're in Elementary, mid school, high school, college, they are so identified with who they are in Christ, this other stuff just falls off of them, yeah. from them like, like the proverbial water off a duck's back. They just, people can say what they want and they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. They won't accept it. Yeah. They won't identify with it. Makes them secure, yeah. makes them safe. Yeah. And when you're like that, you're not, you know, you don't fall for all this, I dare you everybody's doing it you know the peer pressure and the stupid dare stuff you're secure enough you're like i got nothing to prove to you just because you don't know who you are doesn't mean I don't know who I am I know who I am and it's not just who I am after the natural I know who I am inside I know who I am in Christ that's what gives you your real lasting value And your strength. Can you say amen? Amen. So uh, Psalm 41. Keep reading it. It said the Lord will help him. On his bed of sorrow. And you have turned all his couch. In his sickness. Uh, I'm reading now the the BBE. Skip on down to verse uh, 4. He said Lord have mercy on me. Make my soul well. Because my faith is in you. Verse 8, he said, the enemy said, he has an evil disease which will not let him go. And now that he is down, he will not get up again. Uh, one translation says, now that he's bedfast, he'll never get off of there. He'll never get out of there. Can you see? And let keep, keeps talking about the will of his enemy. Who's telling you you'll never come off that bed? Huh? Who's telling you you'll never be able to pay off that debt? Who's telling you? Wants you to identify that I'm the victim, I'm the failure, I'm the broke. No, you're not. In Christ, you're the delivered, you're the healed, you're the prosperous. The Bible uses the word rich. Though He was rich for your sakes, He became poor that you, through His poverty, might be made rich. You've been made rich, you've been made righteous, you've been made well. You've been made free. Hallelujah. Identify with that. Yes. Confess that. Yes. Claim that. Yes. And anything else is just some temporary. Yes. Huh? Yes. Temporary yes. symptoms. Yes. That's trying to convince me otherwise, but I ain't buying it. I ain't signing for it. I'm not, somebody say, I'm not signing for it. I'm, yes. I'm not signing for it. I'm not receiving it. You take that back where it came from. <laughs> you take that right back. <laughs> and our time's up again. Can you believe that? Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Come back next time. We'll get more into this and we'll finish it up. WE'LL SEE YOU SOON, BACK HERE IN FAITH SCHOOL. THANK YOU FOR JOINING US AT FAITH SCHOOL. CLASS IS DISMISSED FOR TODAY, BUT YOU CAN WATCH THIS AND OTHER EPISODES OF FAITH SCHOOL, FREE OF CHARGE, AT FAITHSCHOOL.ORG. FOR MORE INFORMATION, VISIT OUR WEBSITE OR CALL IS AT 941-702-7390.